Hey, good morning, everybody. Generations Church Global watching us around the world. Thank you for tuning in and being with us today. If you happen to be in Southern California, we are experiencing the hot summer. It has arrived over well over 100 the past few days. And so I thought it was appropriate with all the heat going on that we would do a series, a new series. And we're going to get into this series starting today. I'm going to kick it off. And over the next few weeks, we'll probably go about four weeks on this series. Our series is going to be called, as you just saw on our little intro, Temperature Check. And so we need to check our temperature. Now, Pastor Jennifer and I, we were at a restaurant recently. And before we were able to go in, they said, hey, is it okay if we take your temperature before you go in to dine? And that was the first time we'd experienced it. Since then, we've experienced it many times. But it's like, uh, sure, go ahead. And that was back when we could go inside. Now you can't go inside. Everybody's outside. And so anyhow, they you know, put the old uh, scanner up to our heads. And she goes, this feels so weird. you know. And I'm like, that's all right. That's all right. So they checked everybody's temperature. We went in and had lunch that day. And then we were at another restaurant like a few days later down San Diego area, I think it was. And they said, hey, can we check your temperature before you come in? And boom. And she's like, it feels so weird. It's all right. It's all right. Check our temperature. And so I was just like thinking of all the different things of this season we're living in, uh, this COVID-19 and all the pandemic and just everything. And everybody's checking temperature and what's your temperature and then when they find out maybe someone has the virus well have, do you have a fever and then you check your temperature and so you know what I was just thinking well what is our spiritual temperature when it comes to these types of things where are we at if Jesus was to scan us to go what is your spiritual temperature for the kingdom of God and what is your spiritual temperature for the Holy Ghost and what is your spiritual temperature for the word of God what would we show on the reading would we be normal? Would we be cold? Would we be hot on fire for Jesus? What would be our temperature? As a matter of fact, the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, do not let your zeal subside. Keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. In other words, don't get complacent. Don't get apathetic. Don't get cold. Don't get lukewarm to the things of God. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 3, Verse 15 and 16, check this out. They'll have it up here for you. It says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Now this is God. He's like, hey, be hot for me or be cold. But lukewarm is like, yeah. And I'll just be honest with you, really what brought this message about as I was chatting with Pastor Isaac, our San Diego campus pastor. He likes hanging out at the beach, apparently. If you tuned in last Sunday, you can check it out on our YouTube channel if you're not there. And uh, he had a great message, and it's like, you know, rest, relaxation, summer. And I feel like sometimes Christians have gotten a little bit relaxed when it comes to their fervency as they aspire for the things of God. And I just want to share some things today. Now, of course, I'm not talking to anybody at Generations Church, or even you right now, honestly, because it's Sunday morning, it's hot, everybody's probably got the AC on already, but you're watching. So I would say your spiritual temperature is, I'm moving forward with God. I know church is on right now, but I'm not going to get complacent in this season. I'm not going to let myself get isolated from the family of God, from the church of God. I'm going to keep pressing in. So the very fact that you're watching right now, I would say you're probably pretty good on the spiritual thermometer. But you know, there are a lot of people, and I'm going to go through some statistics here in a minute, that maybe they wouldn't quite be the same 
as you. As a matter of fact, there are people today who chose not to participate, who chose to go other places or do other things because their spiritual temperature isn't pushing the things uh, uh, of Jesus Christ. The Bible actually says this in Matthew 24. This is pretty pretty amazing what it says concerning the times that we live in right now. It says, Matthew 24, verse 9, it says, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. That's exciting. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Yay, pick me. Verse 10, and then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Watch this, verse 11, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many, and because lawlessness will abound, sound familiar, the love of many will grow cold. In other words, your temperature is not hot for Jesus. You've allowed the things of the world to cause you to be cold and not walk in love. But he who endures, verse 13, to the end shall be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come, and then the end will come, and then the end will come. It says, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but I would, I would make me go, well, wait a minute, I thought I was already saved, so I got to endure this whole thing, and then I'm saved? Like, what is God really saying there? In other words, if you're on fire for me, you won't lose your passion or your spiritual awareness of me in your life, and you'll keep standing for the gospel of Jesus Christ. You'll keep pursuing the Holy Spirit in your life. You'll keep pursuing the gifts of God in your life. That's what it's talking about in Matthew 24. So I just got some questions, and I don't want to come across to offend anybody today, although sometimes I do, uh, and, and I just really want to pose some questions, not to hurt anybody's feelings or to offend anybody, to, to really make us think, to make us think as the church. Where is my spiritual temperature? Where am I with the things of God? I was talking to a minister friend of mine just the other day, and he's like, you know, you can really see the, the spiritual pulse of America as I travel and go from church to church. It's really amazing. Those who were sold out for God suddenly have disappeared from Christianity. Some churches are totally backed off. Like, where is the church? Is the church praying? Is the church interceding? Is the church moving forward? Or have we just gotten comfortable with online? Have we just gotten comfortable isolating to ourselves? So here's some questions I have for us today as the church. I wonder how those in the Bible would respond to what we're going through today. Like, what would David say? Who defeated the lion and the bear? Who came with his slingshot and his five stones? Like, what would David say to COVID-19? He would probably point at it and say, who are you that defiles the army of the living God? He would probably point at Goliath or COVID-19 just like he did, and he would call it out as it is, an attack on God's people. And so you have to see maybe how they would respond. How would have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego responded in this time? Now, again, I'm just asking the question to make us think, what is our spiritual temperature? Have we gotten soft? Have we gotten lukewarm? How would have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? I mean, they stepped into a burning, fiery furnace because they would not bow down to the leaders of that day saying, you must bow down to this golden image or we're going to throw you in the fire. And they said, we ain't bowing down. Throw us in. 
I mean, the, the passion, the zeal to stand up for God. And they didn't even have the Holy Spirit in that day. They was just totally just trusting in who God was in their life. And they said, hey, throw us in the fire. He's going to stand with us in the fire. He'll st-. It's, in other words, it's that belief system that was on the inside of them. What, what would Paul and Peter say or do today? Like if they were here. And the crazy thing is, is the anointings and giftings that were on them are on men and women today. But do we apply them like they did? Just some questions to think about. So let's consider that a little bit later. Let's talk about that a little bit later as we wrap up this message today. I'm going to share some really exciting things with you in a little bit. But as you know, uh, or as you may not know, honestly, uh, long before COVID actually hit, it was already difficult in church America to get people to attend weekend church services regularly. As many of you maybe have heard me say, or if maybe you're joining us from somewhere around the world, in Church America, now this isn't necessarily around the world uh, statistics, but in Church America, statistics would say, Barna Research, 1.3 times people would show up, those who would call themselves Christians, followers of Christ, would show up to church 1.3 times per month. So that means, you know, I don't know how you get a point three out of the deal, but maybe some days, some months it was twice, and some months it was only one time. But I'm really inspired by the people at Generations Church who I see their faces every Sunday. I'm like, you rock. You guys are awesome. And I just want to give you a pat on the back that you test out the spiritual temperature check because you're sold out. You're pushing into the things of God. You don't want to miss church. But what is up with the rest of uh, Christianity? What, what has happened maybe to Christianity? And, and I even ask you if, if you're watching and possibly watching, but... There's only really a 1.3 chance that you might be watching today according to statistics. It's like, what is our spiritual temperature? Are we so complacent with our salvation and eternal life that we've forgotten to press in to the things of God? There's many things that have taken place of our time, traveling for sports, weekend getaways, the death of a cultural Christianity and a growing indifference, really, and increased mobility meant for what most churches' attendance has been flat or declining before COVID-19. And for growing churches, church attendance was just a lot of work, really, and a lot of, hey, do this, and we'll get you all of this type of stuff. I mean, church today, you had to almost, in a sense, help people come to church. Oh, we're going to serve pancakes, and oh, after service, we'll have tacos for everybody. You had to, like, get these things to get people to come so that people would attend. And as I thought about that, I'm like, why should you have to bribe people to come worship the Savior of the world? Why should you have to entice people with tacos or ice cream or things like that? They should just want to be here because he's your Savior, he's their Lord, and we're called to worship him and to praise him. And in other countries around the world, you cannot do that. And even today in the United States of America, we're being being told we cannot do that. Where's our passion? What's our temperature? Are we really on fire for Jesus or have we gotten complacent to the things of God? As far as reopening, most churches are are reporting about a 10 to 40% of their prior church attendance figures, which, uh, uh, which was already low for most people and most pastors. As far as online attendance goes, there was a, uh, uh, the initial surge right about Easter time, and only 18% of pastors now report that their online attendance is higher than a typical in-person weekend. This means that 82% of pastors, even online church attendance, is flat or declining, which is surprisingly like pre-COVID numbers where only a minority of churches were growing, which raises at least two critical questions that I want to pose to you today. Number one, what on earth 
is going on with Christianity? And number two, what's next? Like, where do we go from here? What's next? I'll be honest with you, Generations Church, we were able to open for those two Sundays in July. We were prepared to have 85 people that could be in our auditorium. We had 85 people reserved seats for both of those services in early July, but we only had 60 show up at each service. Now, we would run 500 people before COVID-19, so it's like even when church opened up, people didn't come to church necessarily. So what's going on? What's, what's happening? What's, where's the spiritual fervor? Where's our hunger? Or is it just fear or protection? Or, well, we can't have kids ministry, and I get all that. I totally get all that. I understand all that. So let me start by saying something. That I've, I've led church now for today, 26 years. Pastor Jennifer and I have been in full-time ministry. If you remember, last year we celebrated our 25 years, and we were supposed to get to go to Hawaii. That hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but it has become more complex to lead the church in the day and time that we live in. You're wrong if you open. You're wrong if you don't open. What do we do? You've got to have a spiritual fervor that it's not about coming necessarily to a building, but it's about reaching people for the gospel of Jesus Christ however we can. If it's through the means of broadcasts on YouTube and Facebook, if it's through the means of Instagram, if it's through the means of some sort of uh, other way or however we can get the gospel to people. Remember, the gospel is preached inside the church, but the church takes the gospel to the people. And there's a great time right now to share the good news of Jesus Christ with people if we pass the temperature check. It's really hard. This current crisis is more difficult than any other thing that we've led through. And you can ask that to any business person. It's not just church. It's everywhere in life. And I realize that we've gone inundated with bad news. But know this, the path to the good news is blazed by leaders who keep moving through all the bad news. You've just got to keep moving forward. How many times did David, before he went and fought Goliath, get told that he was too small, that he couldn't do it? What are you doing out here? You're just my little brother. You're supposed to bring food to us. Why do you think you can? All this negative context was placed upon David. David, but he didn't listen to the naysayers. The leader in him caused him to press through who defies the armies of the living God, and he took out Goliath. I bet you he was a hero then. I bet you everybody was like, you're the man, you're the man after that. But up till that point, they didn't believe in him. They didn't trust him. They didn't think God was going to do anything through him. Notice that it was not a fight between David and Goliath. It was a fight between Goliath and God. And right now, we're in a fight for our salvation, for Christianity. We're in a fight, not really with COVID, but for our faith and moving forward as the church. And we have to rise to this level. So I want to talk to you about something. Number one, it's not medical. It's cultural. It would be very easy to diagnose the current low reopening attendance in all churches in America. This is throughout everywhere. I was, in, I was in Colorado, and they said, yeah, only about 25% of the people came back to church. So is it a medical thing? Is it because of medical stuff? Or is it really, are we seeing the effects of what was already in the church, but this has accelerated the results of things? It's just a question to ask. It would be very easy to diagnose the current low reopening attendance numbers as a medical issue. And my new favorite saying, due to COVID-19. I'm eating more ice cream today, due to COVID-19. I'm having more chocolate today, due to COVID-19. I'm laying around more, 
due to COVID-19. We can blame COVID-19 on everything that's going on. I don't go to the gym anymore due to COVID-19. Everything is due to COVID-19. Polls suggest, polls, Barna Research, that some people won't return to church as long as social distancing and masks are required or until there's a vaccine. After all, even Disney appears to be struggling with low attendance on reopening. But what if the problem, church, is bigger than that? Consider the weekly church attendance findings below from Barna Research where they released the pre-COVID statistics in every age category. We'll have it on the screen for you. Every age category, weekly church attendance has dropped over the last 20 years. You can see over here is in 2003, the blue category at the top is considered elders, and it was at 51%, and then right around 2012, it started to take a nosedive. Why is that? Don't know. Over here, we have the boomers, was at 45%, regular church attendance, and then in 2012, it took a nosedive. Then we have Gen X, and over here, millennials, who weren't over in this category yet. They all seem to dive down about 2012, and they have continued to go down until our 2020 numbers, 25%, 29%, 32%, 37% average weekly attendance. So is it really a medical thing, or are we just seeing the results of a cultural thing in Christianity? Is COVID to blame? Or is our temperature for Jesus more to blame? Perhaps the first step out of the attendance crisis when you're experiencing this is to diagnose it accurately. The current church attendance crisis isn't medical, but it's cultural. And we have to understand that there's a culture in the church where we've gotten complacent and production, where we're not pursuing the Holy Spirit as much as we were before. And you've got to understand, now we're not talking about Generations Church, but as a whole, I'm speaking from, as a whole, there's a lot different type of temperature going on in church America. And we've got to get back to pursuing and hungering and thirsting for the things of God like never, never before. As a result, trends that might have taken years to materialize in current day due to COVID-19 arrive almost overnight. Think about this. For the example, widespread adoption of working from home or the much deeper adoption of online shopping. Yikes. It has caused people to shop like crazy online. You can make a strong argument that the current low return to church attendance numbers reflect the church might have ended up decades from now, but it just got a lot faster. Denial is not a strategy, or at least not a very good one. Denying what you hate won't get you and your church to a place that you love, just like denying your credit score won't get you to a place of qualifying for that house or car that you want. You have to not look at things and just act like it's not there. You have to address it. So accepting this responsibility, this is why I'm doing this message today. What is our temperature? What is the temperature check? Let me ask people of Generations Church. Let me ask people that are watching with us today. Where is your spiritual fire for the things of God, for the word of God, for prayer? Have you spent time in prayer during this whole thing, praying for people, believing God, or have we just been on cruise control just waiting for someone to say it's okay to go back to normal, whatever normal is? Number two, the embracing of the digital church as a new default. A lot of people say, well, I just want to go back to church. I just want to go back to church. You know what? Church hasn't left and church hasn't closed. 
As a matter of fact, right now, we're in church. It might not quite be the same without that live worship. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when we had live worship here for a couple of weeks in July, it was like, whoa, this is the, the anointing of God, the power of God. I mean, there's nothing quite like it. We do a great job. Our worship team does a great job uh, bringing us great worship on Sunday mornings through the camera lens. But when you come with the people of God and the worship team and the live sound, I mean, it is a totally different experience. But we have to understand and embrace that if we can't do that, church is still happening. Church is going on. It's just done in a different way. And it might be a little harder for the older generations to embrace that type of thinking. So what does it mean to have a digital default church? It means that we have to embrace the ways of platforms of bringing the gospel to people that's different than what we've done before. What will the future church look like? We don't want to be a mall in an Amazon world as a church because malls are shutting down, they're closing down. People aren't shopping as much. They're going to Amazon. So there's kind of this 50-50 world we're living in today where some people will go to the store and they will shop at the store, but then some people go, you know, I'm just going to order that on Amazon. So, or they'll order it at Walmart or they'll order it at eBay or whatever your place of ordering is. And so there's kind of this 50-50 where people are online. It's digital, but yet I like to go to a store and pick out my own fruit and vegetables, da 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 And so there's kind of this thing happening. So we have to ask ourselves at the church, are we delivering the gospel in as many platforms and as many ways as possible? Do we just expect people to just come piling back into the church here? Either way, there's a spiritual fire and fervor to get the gospel and the good news of Jesus to a lost and dying world. And all you got to do is step outside your door and see lost and dying everywhere. In fact, it might advance the gospel quicker than we thought if we just embrace the digital platform. I'm going to share some things with you here in just a second, right after my message, about some exciting things we're doing at Generations Church. I told you I was going to announce it on August 2nd, 2020, and I'm going to share it at the end of my message today. So make sure you stick around for that. So earlier I asked the question, I wonder how those in the Bible would respond today. What would David say? What would Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say? What would Paul and Peter say in such a time as this that we live in? Is COVID any different from Goliath? Is facing the fiery furnace any different than COVID? Is facing imprisonment and being stoned for your faith any different than COVID like Paul and Peter and many of the apostles and disciples in Jesus' day went through? Is it any different for them? Because it was still an attack. It was still coming at them. We had to recognize and see that that was happening in that way. Is it any different? Because either way, it brought fear upon the people and how they responded was important. Paul and Silas, they were thrown in prison for their faith, what they believed, and they didn't cry and whine. They began to praise and worship God, and all of a sudden, God moved. Do we, God moves when our faith is put into action, but he can't move if we don't trust him and rely on him. So what is our belief system? Do we believe? Do we believe God's word in today's time? Are we applying God's word? I just want to throw a couple of statements out there and just let us think about it a little bit, kind of have some fun with it a little bit. But I wonder what Abraham and Elijah and Elisha and Gideon, these guys in the Bible read about in the Old Testament, like other great leaders, if they were here today, how would they respond? Because, you know, Abraham, he, would, he went to sacrifice Isaac. He was totally obedient to what God said. And then Elisha and Elijah, and they, 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 they came after and they, they 
hey, you, you, you get all your, your prophets of Baal and you call on them and I'm going to call on my God and they doused the thing with water and all of a sudden God came, licked up the whole thing, burnt everything up because he totally believed and trusted in God. He wasn't afraid of the pressures or the spiritual witchcraft that was happening in that time and that day. And we have to ask ourselves, what's our spiritual temperature? Are we believing God? Are we trusting God? Are we standing in faith with God? Or do we allow fear to overtake our life? overtake our thinking, overtake our thoughts. I'm not saying how anyone's responding is wrong. I'm just simply wanting to help us take our temperature of belief, make sure that we think about where our trust lies, where our faith lies, in whom it lies. Does our faith lie, maybe? Ironically, at the time when the world needs the gospel the most, it could appear that the church seems least interested It could appear that way. Where's our belief system? What is our belief system? Is it in science? Is it in government leaders? What are we believing in the most? Do we believe in science? Do we believe in our government leaders? Do we believe in God? Who do we trust? Where's our faith? You know all those verses Christians say? You know, like like this one here. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. With social dis, oh, social distancing and a mask. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. What's it really say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Who strengthens me? I can do all things through Christ who strength. In other words, our attention is on Christ. Our faith is in Christ. Our trust is in Christ. Let's look at another one. Look what the Bible says about us as believers. Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Let me say that again just for effect. Over all the power of the enemy. Look what it says. And nothing, everybody say nothing. Nothing will injure you as long as you stay away from people and wear a mask. Oh, I'm sorry, it doesn't say that either. Uh, Nothing will injure you. Nothing will by any means hurt you. Why? Because we have the power of God operating in our lives. He's given us the authority to tread on these things. We have the name of Jesus. But sometimes in times like this, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm right there with you. I just wanted to pose these questions to us as believers. What are we trusting in? What are we believing in? Do we believe the word of God that we've been taught our whole lives? Or do we believe science? And I understand there's a part of science that we have to believe. I wear my mask. I do what I'm supposed to do. But I'm going to trust God. I'm not going to let that be where my faith is. My faith is in my mask. No, I'm not going to do that. My faith is in God. My trust is in God. Look what the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity or fear, but of power and love and of discipline. What spirit's rising up? What spirit's getting your temperature? Romans 8.11, my last scripture, and then we'll close. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. We cannot forget the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit is who we are. You can have faith. You can trust in God. I don't care if COVID-19 comes on you. 
the God that's on the inside of you, the power of God on the inside of you, the anointing of God on the inside of you is going to kill that thing, and you shall overcome in Jesus' name. Amen. We've got to trust and believe just like the Old Testament prophets did, just like the New Testament apostles and disciples did. We've got to trust and believe. And some might say, well, Pastor Troy, the church isn't open. I understand. We're doing everything we can to be in accordance to Romans 13, who says we're supposed to obey the, those over us, but yet at the same time not allow us to get complacent in the things of God. And sometimes I believe it's an attack of the enemy against the church today is that he's trying to isolate us and get us away and allow, allow us to preach the gospel. But you've got to find ways to bring the good news to people no matter how you can do it. If you can't invite them to church anymore, invite them online. If you can't invite them to church anymore because we're not having a live church, then what are you doing on Instagram? What message are you preaching? Is it all about the pastor preaching or is it about the body of Christ preaching? We've all got to be sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and we've got to let not fear rise up, but we got to let faith rise up on the inside of us. We've got to take our temperature and say, do we pass the test spiritually right now? Are we still on fire for the things of God? Are we still pressing into church? Are we still joining online? Are we joining everything that's happening? Are we in Zoom groups? Are we allow, not allowing ourselves to get complacent to the things of God? Amen. We're going to continue this series. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a good one. And we just enjoy having all of you joining with us today. So just do a self-analysis to say, hey, where's my temperature spiritually today? Am I still pushing forward or have I allowed myself because of the summertime and everybody's getting chill, laying at the beach? Have we allowed ourselves to get complacent spiritually when we need to be pressing forward spiritually in our lives? Would you pray with me today? Father, we just thank you in Jesus' name for your word. We thank you, Father God, for all of those that are watching with us today online. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for just a fire, just a zeal. The Father God, that this would stir some of our believers, some of our friends, some of them. Stir us up, Father God, to, to do a self-analysis, a temperature check spiritually and say, man, I need to, I need to get back in the game. I need to start praying to the Holy Spirit more. I need, to, I need to turn up the volume in Jesus' name and pursuing you, God. And God, we just ask you to forgive us if we've gotten complacent in some areas in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, I just thank you for that. And I just pray right now, if anybody's watching right now, wherever you're watching, whenever you're watching, that if you've never invited Jesus into your life to be the Lord and Savior, today's a great day to do it. The end of the days are coming. We read that in the scripture in Matthew. Just say this prayer with me, if you would. Just say, Father God, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I believe your son Jesus went to the cross for me, shed his blood for me. I receive him today as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Just a little bit, some people are going to come back on, our hosts in our lobby, and they're going to give you some instructions if you prayed that prayer today on some things we want to get into your hands to help you on your journey with God. We love you guys. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday. Hey, Generations Church, as part of our announcement, I said a few weeks ago I was going to make a special announcement on August 2nd, 2020. That is today. Due to COVID-19, as many of you know, we haven't been able to have church in our real locations or our buildings where we have facilities. And we've made us go online, which made us think differently about how we do church and how we can reach people while being the church. And maybe thinking, can we do church differently? At our Temecula location, we were in a school. The schools are closed. They don't allow us to be there and have church. So we've like, well, all we can do is do online. So it caused us to think beyond our normal way of doing things. What if we could reach another community? What if we take COVID-19 and instead of making it a negative, we turn it into a positive? You know, to launch a new campus in a new city would cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, raising up all kinds of leaders, marketing and all the stuff to go into a community. 
But with the current online situation, we're already doing online. We already have all the stuff. We're already reaching globally. So what if we just put leaders in a new community and said, hey, we have a campus there. So I'm excited to announce to you today that part of our expansion and part of making COVID positive is we're gonna reach a new community in the Hemet San Jacinto area. Pastor Mike and Corky, who have been our Temecula campus pastors, live in Hemet. They're gonna take over that region as the pastors and leaders of Generations Church in Hemet San Jacinto. And we didn't have to do anything but announce it and start attracting people. Now you might say, well, what about Temecula. Well, isn't that awesome that we have Pastor Rich and Devin who have already been being trained for the last year in that region. They're going to take over in that region of Temecula Marietta for Generations Church. Now, the goal isn't always to stay online. The goal is to grow through community, to grow through connections with women's groups and men's groups and youth events and invite people to these things in the community while they're watching online with the eventual hope of getting a facility and opening now in both areas instead of just in Temecula. We see this model happening and we can bring it really to anywhere in the world with this model as we continue to grow and move the movement forward. We're excited about this expansion and I wanna share with you at our movement conference in October, I'm gonna be sharing about another expansion that's outside of the United States. Yeah, you heard me right. So it's gonna be exciting, it's gonna be fun. So let's start pumping it up in Hemet San Jacinto. If you live in that area, start getting connected with us on Facebook and Instagram. It's gonna be an amazing time. Pastor Rich and Devin are gonna do awesome in Temecula Maria, and we're gonna to continue to expand and reach people for Jesus. God bless you guys. Wow, what an amazing message today, man. Honestly, for me, it's always about we take these, these awesome messages, these words that come to us, and we have to honestly apply them to our lives, to be honest with you. And I know this one really, really hit home with me. So we're, 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 we're just really uh, want to speak to those that responded, that responded to that prayer. Um, and if you receive Jesus as your first time or as a rededication, um, all we want you to do is text GC Church to 97000. That is our digital connect card. There is a box that says I received Jesus. There's also one that said I rededicated my life. The reason why we want this information is because first we want to celebrate with you, right? Because in the Bible it says when one comes to Jesus, all of heaven rejoices. Um, but also we want to get this fresh start kit into your hand. It has a Bible, has something that our very own Pastor Troy has written just to start you on your journey. We have Zoom groups as well um, for your journey. Um, but if you didn't notice, actually, we actually have our movement t-shirts on today. It is Movement Sunday, all right? And we just want to thank each and every partner that has partnered with us through their giving, through their generosity for the movement of Generations Church, because we're not just a church in a city, we're a movement to the world. And through your generosity, we've been able to upgrade some things here at the church. We've been able to just uh, broadcast uh, this all over the world. And just we're so, so excited to continue that. Um, so if you want to partner with us and continue to give or start right now, giving towards the movement, um, you can text 84321, your amount there. Just make sure to designate that it's towards movement giving. Also, you could go to our website at generationschurch.tv and give that way. And last but not least, our church center app. Just remember to designate that it's towards our movement giving through the church center app. Yep, absolutely. The church center app is such a useful tool. If you don't have it yet, make sure to download it. It's just like a hub of 
information. We make announcements on there. We've got our office hours on there, our phone numbers, anything that you could need, um, including being able to register for our Zoom groups coming up. Lots of fun things going on at Generations Church. And the app is how to get connected. So it's a great way. Now, our kids had so much fun going, getting unstuck through VBS this last week. It was so much fun. We had a great time. You know, I love the crafts. I'm elbowing the kids out of the way so I can color too. Yeah, so many awesome (laughs) memories of VBS even when I was growing up. So it was just awesome to have that in our homes. Absolutely, absolutely. So we want to continue the fun this Sunday. We've got our GC Kids Experience starting now. You can catch it on our website. You can catch it on YouTube. Even if you don't happen to watch it live, you can always catch it later. So definitely get connected with those. Um, We want you to just subscribe to our YouTube channel. Channel Come to on, stay hit in the touch. little uh, bell. Yeah, so, so you're so notified. You get the reminders. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We've got morning devotionals all week. Come We've on. got so many, so much great content coming to you from our leadership here at Generations Church. So it's been a great Sunday, a great start to your week. Right. Great job tuning in and connecting with God today. We know it's going to propel you into an awesome week. We love you guys. We're praying for you, and we will see you back here next Sunday. See love you. Ya. Bye.